0: Thank you for listening to the Phase One Sports Podcast. In today's episode, the Phase One crew talks about the play-in tournament and who could potentially win the Eastern Conference. Thank you for always listening to Phase One Sports Podcast, a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Cellars.
1: Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Cellars Winery located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you wanna make great wine, use grapefruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, we truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. barharborcellars.com, that's barharborcellars.com. Select your favorite wine from our wine vault and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now let's ship you over to the premier sports team on the stereo app, the phase one sports crew. And to you, our guests, and to the phase one team, we raise a glass and say, salute.
2: Yo, Saeed. what's going on? I'm good, man. What are you saying, man? How's life? I'm chilling. Tell- I'm I can't complain. I can't complain. I ain't doing too much. Um, mm. K Kay- should be coming in here soon. I don't know what he got going on. I told him to invite PJ onto the show. Let me see what's going on with PJ because I told him to invite PJ because I know Biggie doesn't really know too much about basketball like that, at least the current, you know, you know, he doesn't really know too much about what's going on. So, let me see if I can try to uh, invite PJ or I think oh wait, K is coming in now. Let's see if K can invite PJ. Yeah. I think he might have to do it.
3: Yeah, I mean, Kayson, I mean, he's got some good knowledge on the on basketball, man. Especially, especially in the NBA, man. So, you know, we need Kayson's expertise. Yes, Kayson. Man, he Trying to get you, man.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. yeah. man. So we we it's it's a, okay. You could go ahead and start off the show, man.
0: Oh well, you already know what time it is. It's phase one. Got my guys in the building. Brandon, we ain't hear from you in a minute, Mister himself. <laughs> then I got my guy Saeed. You know. Over the pond, as he like to say it himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Nah, man, it's I'm just excited. You know what I mean? Is um, you know, I've been busy a lot lately with work and then, you know, this other stuff going on, but I'm 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 happy to be back talking with you guys. Um, it's that time of the year, you know, basketball, uh playoff talk, you know what I mean? Like, you know, obviously March Madness is over with now, so this is, this is my time of the year, man. Like, you know, I think everybody looks forward to this. I mean, I, I always say the first round of the playoffs is the most exciting round. You know what I mean? Second round also, but the first round is just, it's so exciting. And I think, you know, there's obviously favorites, you know, we can talk about the favorites I know we're going to get into. And um, I know we got our next show in another hour, but it's so much to talk about. You know what I mean. I, I you know, I, of course, I, I want all of us to, you know, kind of start off with the playing. You know what I mean. The playing games. You know, going in order, and um, you know, Saeed, I, You know, let's start off with you know the first game. Um, Cavaliers at Brooklyn. You know what I mean. I want to know what to, what should take on this one.
3: Yeah, I mean Brooklyn uh, versus Cleveland. You know, Brooklyn, we didn't expect them to be in the playing. come start of the season. We all thought they would be higher up in the standings, but they are where they are. And, of course, playing against the Cavs team that at one point uh, looked like they could be in the playoffs altogether, then kind of slid down the standings and then ended up being in the play-in. So, um, both teams um, that I feel like are worthy being in the playoffs, but, hey, they're in the playing, of course. And you know, I'm not the biggest fan of that format, but, hey, it is what it is. But Brooklyn... Um, you know they've uh, they've had an up and down season. Um, of course, their defense worries me, but then you still got the offensive prowess of KD and Kyrie. Ben Simmons looks like he's going to come back as well, so he, sh- he may play tomorrow. I'm not sure if it's official, but but um, if not, you know I'm sure you know Brooklyn have, has enough to to, come, to overcome the Cavs or any team. If, even if they lose, they can, they can still overcome the Hawks or the Hornets for sure. But uh, Brooklyn. Um, for sure, like I said, man, defence still worries me, but I think with the Cavs, there are also some worries as well. Jarrett Allen, you know, he's not going to come. He's not going to come back tomorrow. Um, his injury's been confirmed, so he's, he's going to be out. Uh, so, uh, so that's a big loss for them, because you know, he was a big piece for them this season, in the way that they played. So, uh, But uh, they've still got Darius Garland as well, so you know, um, who, who's bored out? He's one of my uh, candidates for most improved player of the year. Um, so they've got some nice young pieces. And, and Evan Mobley as well, who's up there as well, one of the best rookies last season. Um, so, you know, the Cavs, they've got some young pieces, man, that, that, are, that you know, that we should all be excited about for sure, man. And, you know, but they're going up against that gauntlet of Brooklyn, a team that, you know, like I said, they shouldn't even be in the play. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun game see what happens but I, I got brooklyn on this one you know it'll be a close game because it is a one you know it's one of those games even though both teams have two chances to get into the playoffs you know both teams you know I'm sure they want to like get this done and get this over done and settled with right and get into the playoffs you know with that big win tomorrow so we'll see what happens but I got Brooklyn on this one. Okay
0: right, so this one's gonna be not as easy for Brooklyn as people think it is you know me, I'm a betting man, so I got to look at this game from all perspectives. Cleveland is really a really good defensive team. I agree with Saeed in what he said as far as um, Darius Garland should definitely win most included players. I know they're going to give it to Ja, but I think Ja's already in that superstar level, so him ascending isn't really surprising. But I would definitely give it to Darius Garland because think about it. Saeed said it here. Like, Cleveland was already – Poised to be in the playoffs no matter what. Granted, you know, injuries, injuries came into play, so they kind of fell into the player system. But if you look at this team, man, this is a very dangerous team that can guard and that can score. Brooklyn does not play well at home for whatever reason. They haven't played well at home. Maybe in the last 20, 30 games, they haven't played well at home. But, like, you like, everybody's going to say, and I've said this multiple times, when you have two of the best scores in the NBA in KD and Kyrie, you're always going to have a chance. But you can't go through the whole whole postseason just trying to score. And sometimes you're going to have to play defense. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland wins tomorrow. I got Brooklyn nailing this out because I think they want to get that seventh seed more than that eighth seed. So I I like Brooklyn tomorrow night. But don't be surprised if Cleveland finds a way to get into this playoffs, man, because – that Atlanta-Charlotte game is going to be a really good game as well. I know we're going to talk about that in a little, uh, little bit. But I'm going to go with Brooklyn. I think KD gets it done. I think Kyrie gets it done. And then I'm hearing rumors that Simmons may be able to play around run. So we'll get into that too. But I like KD in the Nets month.
2: Yeah, this one is simple for me. I like the Nets. Um, no disrespect to Cleveland because as both of you guys pointed out, even okay, pointed pointing something we talked earlier, Cleveland is really good defensively. Um I'm not sure though if Mobley is going to play or uh or, or Jared Allen. I know I think something. I don't know if Mobley played yesterday. I'm not sure, but I know Jared Allen is hurt for a fact. You know what I mean? And that's that that's huge in terms of rent protection. Uh, but you know Cleveland's good defensively, but I just think this is one of those games where I can really see. I wouldn't surprise. I don't think it would surprise anybody at all if Cleveland kept it close. But this is one of those games where I just feel as though Brooklyn should be able to pull away from this. At some point, real quickly, I expect for KD and Kyrie to come out and make a statement like, listen, we're not even supposed to be in this. Let's just get this over with, you know what I mean? And, and you know, put on a you know day at home, you know what I mean? So let's put on a show at home. Let's get ready for Boston, you know what I mean? And I expect for them to, to pretty much kind of – this is a game where experience matters. Uh, Brooklyn obviously has the edge. I expect for Brooklyn and the whole offensive arsenal to come out for KD, Kyrie. um and as well as the other, you know, supporting cast, Steph Curry, you know, um, Patty Mills, the whole team, you know what I mean. So I expect for Brooklyn to, you know, pull on a show offensively and kind of make, uh, you know, quick business of Cleveland, you know what I mean. No disrespect to Cleveland, but I think I I like Brooklyn to to. This is a good story, for Cleveland, a real good, good 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 story for them. Uh, but I, I expect for Brooklyn to pull this one out easily. I right, um, well, give me a second. You can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, all right, all right, cause so Saeed saw I was cutting out a little bit. All right, hold on. Let me yeah, put sorry, my It's cutting out, man. All right, cool, cool. I'm about to say let me put my AirPods in though, just in case. I'm sorry about that. All right, the all next right. game. I'm gonna start off with you, Saeed. Um this one is another interesting one. Uh clippers at Minnesota. You know what I mean? Uh I wanna see what's your take on this one. Yeah.
3: I mean, I have a soft spot from, from Minnesota. I've got a lot of family over there. So I'm kind of rooting for them a little bit. But in a way, uh, we made our picks already, Brandon. And, you know, I picked the Timberwolves to, to beat the Clippers. Um, the Timberwolves have impressed me a lot this season. Um you know, there there was all, they, like the Timberwolves were always known as a dumpster franchise, a team that was destined to always to always be at the bottom of the barrel, not just in the Western Conference but in the NBA in its entirety. I think they had like three number one overall picks in the last ten fifteen years. It just shows you how bad they've been over the last decade. But, Got to give credit to uh, Sachin Gupta, who's the head of basketball operations down there in Minnesota, and also um, Chris Finch, the, the head coach um, uh, of the Timberwolves who came from the Toronto Raptors, um, who's a former assistant there. Um, so you've got to give credit to those guys. Um, got to give credit to Anthony Edwards, Carl anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. They've all balled out this season. Um, Timberwolves this season, they, le- they led the league in points per game, three points made, um forced turnovers, points off turnovers, they're third, they're in, so top three in blocks and steals. Like this is a well balanced team, you know, with a, a just a really a, a very good young I think actually, you know, I'm gonna say one of the best young big threes in the NBA with you know D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony, Anthony Edwards, who's one of my favorite players in the NBA, you know, I think he's gonna be immense. So, going back to this game right now with the Clippers and Timberwolves, like I said, with the Clippers this season, you know, they've had, they've dealt with some injuries. Of course, Paul George just came back, you know, missed the entire season up until last couple of weeks. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard hasn't played this season. So, you know, they've been shorthanded, especially with their two uh, superstar players not playing for most of the season, right? So, of course, they're in the play in there. If, if those two guys were, were healthy, they wouldn't even be here. They would be they would already be in the playoffs as a top four seed. Um so they are where they are. But I still got I still got the Timberwolves in this one, even if Paul George has, has come back and the Clippers have looked good since his return, um I still got them. I just feel like the Timberwolves at home in Minnesota. I think they'll play inspired basketball. Um I think Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell will have something to say about you know about Paul George and the, and those Clippers and and especially pat bev as well he's actually been really really good this season um he's actually you know been a really good acquisition for the Timberwolves this past season so um you know he's going up against his former team in the clippers so he knows a, a thing or two about those players um down there so i got them on this one um it will be a it'll be a very close game i wouldn't be surprised if if it was if it went down white right to the rye right, or even overtime so it's going to be a tight game I think it's going to be a. I think it could be a high-scoring game. Both offenses very, very good, very stout. Also, very stout defensively too. So, you know, it could be a low-scoring game. It could be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be one of those tense games. I think, I think it's going to be the best playing game um, of the, of the week. Um, so, definitely
2: watch out for that. All right, Kane. What about you on this one?
0: Well, this is a very intriguing matchup right here because you have two ascending teams, two teams that just played well because Saeed did it best. The Clippers weren't expected to be here. When you don't have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard throughout the whole season, you're expected to miss the postseason. But this this just goes to the coach Ty Lue, man. Ty Lue should be coach of the year, in my opinion. This was a depleted Clippers team, and he found a way to get the Clippers with the eighth seed right now. I like the Clippers in this matchup. I think the Clippers, this is going to be more so of a coaching style matchup. I think the Timberwolves will get into the postseason. I don't think they're going to have to wait until Friday night, I believe, or Thursday night, whenever the second round of that play in I just think the Clippers are, are, are just going to be hungry. They're going to fight. They're going to claw. And this is just going to be a typical Ty Lue Clippers team. I think they get into the postseason and potentially scare one of these these upper seeds, man, especially when you have a guy like Paul George that could give you 20 to 30 at night. I just think, I like the Clippers in this matchup, man, and and they definitely dominated the regular season, taking two out of the three times they played. So I like the Clippers in this in this matchup. I, I just like I said, this is going to just be more coaching for me, and I think the Clippers could pull it out in a close game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Timberwolves win them being on their home floor, but I just think the Clippers are going to be able to pull this one out late and be able to get into the postseason.
2: I, I agree with both of you guys. Analysis, you guys both made good analysis. I'm going with Minnesota on this one. Um, I had a hard time with this one because when me and Saeed first um did our predictions in the group chat, we and him both agreed on Minnesota. And I still I'm still gonna go with Minnesota. But I did have a hard time with this one because you know, the clippers experience, um, a coach and matchup like K-Sam, you know, mentioning uh, you know, Minnesota's head coach, um Chris Finch has done an outstanding job. Matter of fact, they just gave him an extension and rightfully so. Um, with this team, he's done an outstanding job with this team. Um, I don't think nobody really saw Minnesota in a playoff pitcher when you look at how terrible Minnesota has been as a franchise for quite some time period. We know they had young, you know, young talent with Cat and um, you know, Anthony Edwards and you know DeAngelo, but I don't think nobody really saw Minnesota in a playoff pitcher. Um, at least coming into the season, at least I know I didn't. You know what I mean? We know the Clippers obviously had high expectations. Uh, Well, not coming into the season because we knew Kawhi was going to miss this season. Paul George obviously missed some time. But like Kaysan said, the fact that Tyler has even kept the Clippers in the playoff picture is remarkable. Uh, You have to give him credit. I think he's one of the best coaches in the game. Uh, The Clippers front office is definitely one of the best um, well front offices um, in the league. And I mean, I think there's really no comparison when we talk about Clippers or Lakers in terms of which organization is ran more better. I mean, just it's not it's really laughable to be quite honest with you. Um, and with that being said, I'm gonna still go with Minnesota though. I just think that they have more firepower offensively. Again, coaching matters. So if the Clippers pull this out tomorrow night, it wouldn't surprise me. I think it's gonna come down to coaching. Um, Paul George, I think, is gonna do his thing uh, offensively and defensively. Still, one of the best two-way players in the game. But I just think Minnesota has a triple threat monster. And Cat, I don't know who's gonna really deal with Cat. Uh like I said, I slept with Tyloo to put some type of great game plan together defensively. But Cat is Cat. Cat is dominating. Um K you did make a good point. They took two out of I think you said two out of three matchups, uh the Clippers won. Uh so that's something to really uh, pay attention to. But I'm gonna go with Minnesota because I like the offensive power, power. I think Cat is gonna put on a show. I think he has something to prove of, you know, like I said, being in the uh the being in the postseason. Um Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. I just like the way Minnesota's been playing. I haven't been following. Like, I have NBA League Pass, which I know, you know, being on the East Coast, I can't – some West Coast games, I just be falling (laughs) asleep on that. I can't keep up with a lot of West Coast games like that. I have to, like, go on YouTube and watch the highlights and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, I don't really know too much about the whole roster, Saeed. Okay, y'all might know more about the Minnesota roster collectively. I just know about the actual big three that they have. I know they have been playing well. And uh, obviously, I know about the Clippers. I know that they run deep. they're bench—we already know about the Clippers' bench. They run deep. But I'm gonna I'm go with Minnesota to, to pull this one out. All right. Um, yeah. I'm gonna add oh, something. Go ahead, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. ahead.
3: Um, I know Caseon brought up a, a point. It, it's valid. Um, about the Clippers uh, taking two of the three matchups that they had, but actually, that actually happened within the first uh, 15, 20 games of the season. So that was that was way early in the season. Not saying it was. It's not valid. But we've got to take into account that, uh, you know, it was very, very early in the season. It was, uh, you know, it was like pretty pretty much a lot of basketball has been played after that. So, you know, the Timberwolves have improved immensely on both sides of the ball since then. Not saying that the Clippers, not saying that it's not an advantage. It, it, it can be an advantage for the Clippers. I'm sure they'll look at, at tape on those three games. But um, it was very early in the season. We'll see if Minnesota can make the adjustments. If they can make the adjustments tomorrow, um, you know, I think they can win because, like Brandon said, and I agree with him, they have they have more firepower offensively, and their defense is ranked 13th in the NBA. I know people want to talk, oh, well, wow, they're so great offensively. What about their defense? Their defense is ranked 13th. And Chris Finch, credit to him, coming from the Toronto Raptors system, you know how they all predicated to defense over there in Toronto. You know he brought he's brought that to Minnesota, and you know, and I expect them to to make some adjustments and actually, you know, who knows. Might pull that went off. So uh um yeah.
2: No, that's a great point. I didn't even know that. The the, the first fifteen but like I said, both of you guys make good points. This is gonna be an interesting game. Um, like I said before, I'm obviously gonna like I said, I'm gonna be watching every I'm going to make sure even what work I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna not miss not one playoff game, you know, throughout the you know, these next couple of months. So I definitely be watching every single game and stand up for it. So, but that's that's a good point. You know, the first 15, 20 games. I mean, you know, like I said, it's gonna be real curious to see how this how this one plays out because obviously we know the loser plays the uh the one uh you know the 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 night the, the playing game between um who is it who is it? Oh, San Antonio and New Orleans which is another one we're gonna to get to. So let's go to the next one. Um, Charlotte. Oh, and let's, play this, let's play this message real fast. Before. Oh, go go ahead. I didn't even say it. Go ahead, go. Ahead.
0: So let's play this message from King Mills. Shout out to King Mills for being in the building. Also shout
1: out to me and King as well. Can't front, the only game in that playing I'm definitely intrigued with that Timberwolves and Clippers, but you know, Paul George getting back, um, all them forwards over there. It's going to see you know they got a veteran team. So you say one shot, I don't know. Timberwolves at home, it's a good. It's going to be a goodie, but I think the Clippers can pull it off. You know, and uh, shout out to you guys, man. Definitely a pleasure just listening out to you guys.
2: But that's that's what I'm saying though. That's a good point. Minnesota being at home. Like that's you know what I mean? That's that's a really good point right there. Like them being at home and you know, feeding off the crowd. It's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting. You know what I mean? I can't wait for that game. I definitely think out of all the games, this is probably the most intriguing one because of how evenly matched it is, to be quite honest with you compared to the other ones. Um let's get to the next one though. Charlotte Atlanta. A lot of people would say this one is kind of evenly matched. Um Said, I'm going to start off with you on this one. With, with Charlotte and Elena, what you got for me? Yeah, both evenly matched teams. Both teams have uh,
3: young studs at the point guard position. Um, so, uh, two guys I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing LaMelo Ball and Trey Young. Trey Young's been on a tear recently um, for Atlanta. And uh, I mean, I look for him to have a big game um, on uh, on Wednesday night. So, he's going to have. He's going to put up some big numbers for sure, man. Um, I can't wait to see what he does. Um, the, the Atlanta Hawks, um, yeah, they've been up and down this season. Been inconsistent at times, but definitely finished the season strong. And that, and that's pretty much all that matters, really. You know, they can go into the play-in with, with momentum. It's a little bit similar to how they finished last season. Because last season, even though they were the fifth seed, there were, they were some times where they were inconsistent. But then when they finished the season out strong... You know, they use that to their advantage and actually on a very deep playoff run. Not saying it will happen this year, because this year will be a lot more tougher, because they're they're guaranteed an eighth seed at best, and they're pretty much gonna match up against the Miami Heat. But I uh, like, you know, I, the Hawks, you never know what could happen. You know, Trey Young's on the tear, just the team overall starting to play better, they're starting to get healthy as well. Um, I I got the Hawks on this one. Um, as much as I love love me some Lamello ball and and the Hornets have been fun to watch. Um, I just think this matchup for me, just I just feel like Trae Young being on that tear that he's on right now. I, I just, I, it's a tough one, but it's gonna be a close game and it's gonna be a fun game. You know, there's gonna there's gonna be some wild plays for sure. There's gonna be some plays where it's gonna be uh, played all over again on Sports Center and House of Highlights for sure. Um, this is gonna be a, a tasty matchup, um, but I got the Hawks winning on this one, man. It's gonna be a close one.
2: All okay. right,
0: So, I think every matchup we've had so far is like, oh, this is going to be the great one. I honestly think this is going to probably be the best matchup if you're a fan of offensive basketball and a lot of points being scored in the NBA. I think this one, because I think the last time I checked the over was at 240 or 245. So, you have two really good teams, two really good marquee players. You have Trey Young and LaMelo Ball. I think those two cancel each other out. When you really look and pay attention to this matchup, it's going to be which team role players play better. So for the Hornets, you have a guy like Kelly Oubre who needs to play better. Miles Bridges is one of those guys that really concern me because he can be very streaky right now. He's averaging 20 points a game, but 20 points a game could be he could score five one game and be a non-factor and easily go off for 30 the next game. Lamelo's gonna be Lamelo, but like I said, those two, Lamelo and Trey, are gonna cancel out. Can Trey get hot and make enough plays for his Atlanta team to win? Who knows? Because John Collins is not gonna be there. But then you look at this roster. When you look at the roster for the uh, Charlotte Hornets, you have a guy like T- Gordon Gordon Hayward. Terry Rozier is very inconsistent. I don't know, man. Like I, I kind of agree with Said. I think Atlanta could pull this off, but I feel like if. The Hornets role players play well, like a guy like Miles Bridges if he can give you twenty, if Terry Rozier can give you twenty, if Uber can give you fifteen off the bench, and a guy like Isaiah Thomas who does have playoff experience, because I know a lot of people are gonna say, well, listen, the Hornets don't have playoff experience, so I don't I don't think they can make it out. I'm gonna go with the Hornets. I think this is a pick 'em. I don't think you'll be wrong if you pick any of these games. And also being from New York too, I can't root for Trey Young or the Atlanta Hawks. Good we point by Brandon. So I'm going to go with the Hornets. I just think the Hornets their role players are going to be able to put it together late. I think Atlanta gets in as well but I don't think they get into that that night I think no matter of fact that the loser the winner the loser of this game is eliminated so I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets.
2: That's a good point. We don't like Trey Young over here so like he'll, he'll always be a villain until uh, he, he's like the, you know, I would never compare the height in terms of the rivalry, but he's like a new veggie miller now in New York. We we don't really take too far on the Trey Young. That's a good point. I say that He just said, yeah, you have had uh, the Yankee fans out here, you know what I mean, saying fuck Trey Young at the, <laughs> at the Yankees and Red Sox game, you know what I mean, in the Bronx. But um, I'm, I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one. Like I said, it's, I expect for this to want to be highly entertaining, you know what I mean? Um like both of you guys said, offense and highlights. I uh, expect to see some highlights from Trey Young, the Mellow Ball, Miles Bridges, you know what I mean? A lot of offensive and scoring, but I'm going to go with Atlanta, more experienced, stay at home. Um, I expect for the ATL to really show up, the crowd and all of that. I expect for Trey Young. He's been on the tier, you know what I mean? He's been on the tier. The Mellow Ball has had an outstanding year. Uh Miles Bridges. Um, obviously we know Atlanta has taken a step back to be quite honest with you compared to where they were last year. They were the fifth seed last year and made it all the way to the conference finals. Now they're in the play-in. So they definitely taking a step back. Injuries is definitely taking a toll on them. And I just think that they're not the same team compared to what they were last year. But you can make a legitimate argument that Trey Young is having a better year this year than he's had last year. You know what I mean? Because he we knew Trey Young was nice offensively as soon as he came into the league coming out of college. But I think you didn't really get a chance, unless you, you know what I mean, you watch college basketball or like, you know, you from Oklahoma and you that's your team in college basketball, or if you from Atlanta and you like the Hawks or whatever, as soon as he came in. A lot of people from a national standpoint didn't really get to see how nice Trey Young was until the postseason. When you saw what he was doing to the Knicks and people was like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm talking about from a national standpoint. I think everybody that follows basketball knew how nice he was. But I think from a national standpoint, a lot of people really got a chance to see okay who he is now, you know, on that type of spotlight. So I'm gonna go with Trey Young. He, I think he's the best player on the court. He has to be the best player on the court, which I believe he will be. And I expect for Atlanta to um to move on, and I believe Atlanta will get that eighth spot. Um, uh, because I think the winner of this this game will play the loser of Brooklyn and Cleveland. With that being said, obviously we made our Brooklyn and Cleveland predictions already. I have Atlanta knocking out Cleveland, so I have Brooklyn getting the seventh spot to face Boston and then I have Atlanta, you know, knocking out Charlotte and then taking care of business against Cleveland. Um, now, they would have to go to Cleveland, but I don't really think it matters. I think Atlanta should be able to win that game. And I think just based off experience, you know what I mean? And I expect for them to play Miami in the first round. I think that there'll be a first round exit, but... You know, I expect for them to win these two play-in games. You know what I mean? I expect for Trey Young to average at least close to 40 points, to be quite honest with you, in both games. Cleveland is better defensively than Charlotte, but I expect for Trey Young to put on a show in both of these play-in games. Um, Last one, you know, last play-in game, um, San Antonio at New Orleans. I think this is probably the least most desirable game to watch just because – the Lakers just really messed this up, man, because it's like I was hoping they would have made it into the playing tournament. Yeah, we could have saw, like, the Lakers and the Pelicans more so than the San Antonio and the Pelicans, but that's just what it is. So, Saeed, what's your prediction on this one between San Antonio and New Orleans? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if many people are going to watch that game, to
3: be honest, but, you know, um, yeah... I mean, look, I got the New Orleans Pelicans on this one. Um, I just think that you know, I think ever since the CJ McCollum McCollum trade, they've they've been they've been better. Um, looks like they've uh, they're starting to play uh, some good basketball. You know, they started the season horrendously bad. You know, the New Orleans Pelicans, and at one point we all thought you know they could be a lottery team at best, and somehow, some way, they've you know they've uh, they've come back they've come back strong, and uh, they're in the playing somehow um riding that momentum finished the season pretty strong so um i think um i'll get, i'll give them the i'll give them the edge based on how how strong they finished even even the san san antonio spurs they finished the season very strong as well like you know they've they've come they've come back and they've uh took that playing support off the lakers So i mean both teams you know they're coming in here you know believing in themselves that they are worthy of of uh, of playing for that 8th seed um uh, next week. So, uh, you know, big, big game for both teams. I think it'll be even though it's listen, listen, even though on paper, it's it's the least attractive uh, playing game. But this game might be probably the most competitive. I think both teams will actually give it their all. I think this will be a very tight. Could be even low-scoring game. You know, it'll almost be like college basketball vibes of how close this this game will be, like, how good you know, both teams, I think both teams can play really good defense and, and grind it up, you know, type of thing, you know, so I, I expect to be a close, hard fought battle between both teams well, i, I got the New Orleans Pelicans uh, just edging out Um so, yeah uh, Alright, Saeed I
0: mean, that's Saeed, can Nah, like, I agree with Saeed like, right now, just looking at the over-under this game, like, they've got it projected to go over 228, which is pretty low scoring in today's NBA. Um, I like the Spurs in this matchup. A guy like DeJounte mm. Murray, this man is a walking triple double. Like, he's another guy that you can easily give him most improved player of the year. A lot of people, and Brandon, you said this so eloquently. Well, I mispronounced that word, but <laughs> <laughs> this man's a triple double, man. Like, the West Coast games, unless you live in Texas or in the West Coast, I know Texas is not technically considered the West Coast, but they do play a lot of late games. You're not watching San San Antonio. I mean, San Antonio and uh, Saeed said it's good, too, as well. Like, they, both of these teams have been playing really well. I just like San Antonio. I like the coaching matchup, but I like DeJounte Murray in this game. Kelvin Johnson is a really good piece. Derek White is a really good piece. Jacob Perto is a decent center. Easily, if you're looking at the other side as well, they did add CJ McCullough, who's been playing playing out of his mind lately. Um, they got Jose Cal- Calvaron coming off the bench, Devontae Grant coming off the bench. They got really good pieces. Brandon Ingram is a stud. I just think if it's a one-game scenario, like how you said this, well, both of these teams are going to be able to compete against each other very well. I just think San Antonio, with the experience of Pop and his team playing together, I think they'll be able to win this game and uh, upset in the world, these Pelicans. Now, Zion plays, which who knows? Because right now, I'm hearing reports that he's healthy. I know you guys seen the dunk of him on TikTok or Instagram. He looked like he's pretty healthy. That could, that, could sway my, that could sway my mind. But right now, I like the Pelicans. I'm a little biased because that's my dad's favorite team as well. But like I said, I just think this team can play. They have a guy that is literally a walking triple-double. And people aren't talking about for most improved player. And um, DeJounte Murray.
2: I don't think it would surprise anybody if Pop, you know, found the way to pull it off. Murray, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Murray made the All-Star team when he was a reserve because somebody didn't play. So that that just goes to show you that you know he's definitely the real Doug. Remember, guys, he didn't even play last year. He was hurt. You know what I mean. So he, he's like I said. It's the same. Like I said, if you don't live. On the West Coast, you know what I mean, or like I said, I got NBA league pass and I still can't catch the the, the West Coast games. I, mean, I be I was missing the Laker games, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't. They come on too late. They, they go off too late. You know what I mean? So, me personally, um, I like the Pelicans in this one. Um, I think that CJ McCullum and Brandon Brandon Ingram offensive arsenal should be able to pull this one off. Um. I just – I think San Antonio, obviously, we know they do it. DeJounte Murray is their best player, but we know San Antonio wins their games a lot of ways with him being the leading show, but then also just their supporting cast. We know how the Spurs have been playing for years, even though we know this is not your your typical Spurs roster, you know, typical Spurs squad from years ago still. They're in here. We got to give them credit. Um, But I'm going to go with the Pelicans. I guess I just think they're playing a little bit better. As of lately, both teams have been playing good, but I'm going to go with New Orleans. I just want to say this. I think we all agree to this. King, Label, whoever's been watching, listening to the show. I think we all can agree to this, though, guys. Whoever wins this game, whoever's the AFC, is probably going to get swept. I'm being honest with y'all, because they just don't have... the. They don't have... I don't even think San Antonio or New Orleans... Anything is possible. We've seen it done before. I'm not talking about winning the series against Phoenix, but I just don't know if they even got it. Like, can they win a game against Phoenix? Because I think Phoenix is really on a mission. Now we're gonna to get to that, you know, another show. But I, I do, I got New Orleans winning this game. But I, I do think whoever is the eight seed is definitely going home, real quickly in the first round. You know what I mean? So, but I'm gonna go with New Orleans on this one. Now, before our next show, guys, start. We got a couple um, series. I mean, a couple, uh, you know, matches that's already set. You know what I mean? The four, obviously, the four, five, three, six spot in the West and East. And I want to start off with you. Okay, first, before I get to Saeed on, you know, each one. So, I want to start off with this. This, to me, is an intriguing matchup. This Philly and Toronto series, because I think there's a lot riding on this particular series, specifically from Philly. Uh, we know MB is not going anywhere. But Harden and Doc Rivers, this is a very, very intriguing matchup. Toronto won, guys, three out of the... They played in the same division. You know, Atlantic Division, Knicks is in the division, obviously. Toronto took three out of four. And for whatever reason, Toronto has always had Philly number for years. I don't know what that's all about, but they just had that. We know Philly was bad for years. But Toronto has always had that number. Nick Nurse knows how to defend and scheme against Embiid. Embiid is going to show out. But they just know how to play Philly. They know how to play Uh, And being, and I always thought it was a mismatch between Nurse and Brett Brown all those years, but Toronto has still had the leading, you know, thing over this year. So, Kay,
0: what you think about this one, man? Says because I don't know. (laughs) Nah, you said it. The Raptors had (laughs) the Sixers numbers bad, but I don't know if it's going to matter in the postseason. I think with the postseason, yeah, more time to study, more time to study film, and you get to see the team over and over again, but. If you look at this Raptors roster, they're lengthy as hell, man. I mean, pause, uh-huh. <laughs> pause, but uh-huh. they got length. You got a guy in Siaka. Scotty Barnes is actually my rookie of the year. I know a lot of people are gonna sit here and say, "Well, yo, K. Cunningham is playing well." Uh, what's the other kid name? Uh, shoot, what's the other kid for rookie of the year? I can't think of his name, but Scotty Barnes man, he's playing 35 minutes a game as a rookie. For a team that's the number four well number four it well, would raptors are four or five well i think the raptors are the four seed so well
2: no no i'm sorry i'm oh, sorry no no you, no you know no philly's the four tomorrow's
0: four, the so five so yeah, they got seed. home court yeah so you got a guy a kid is scotty bars that's played 35 minutes on a raptors team that's the fifth seed in the Eastern conference part right now i mean and think about it they don't have the uh who who, who could be art I'm not gonna say he's the best defender but he's a really good defender. So you take him away for games three and four, pivotal games, Philly's going to do what Philly does in, in Philly. They're going to win two games. But, you know, this is the postseason. Game one of every postseason for me is the most intriguing game because that's when the most upsets happen. Like, Brandon, you know this. I you know this. Like, if you sit down in NBA history and look back at game ones and look at potential upsets, it's usually a yep. team that didn't expect. It's like, yo, they took game one in Philly. If Toronto finds a way to get one from Philly, it's over. Because they're gonna <laughs> win both these games in Toronto. <laughs> Listen, this Harden experience and like Brandon, you know, because I'm in Philly right now, man. Like you like and I'm out there
2: all day, K. I've been I've been out there all the lately. I've been coming out there often. Go ahead, though.
0: But once they got Harden, it was like, yo, parade this, we're going down Broad mm-hmm. Street, and I'm like, yo, slow <laughs> down. Y'all don't have the role players. Toronto mm-hmm. has the role players, and they had to start. Can they upset Philly? Yes. Can Philly win this series? Yes. But I think if they lose, you got you're gonna look in the mirror and like, You're gonna look, start looking at Doc Rivers, thinking is he really the coach? Because think about it, what has Doc done since he's won that championship with Boston with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen and Rondo.
2: Yeah, what has he done since, since Boston? Like, even at the championship, I remember he took him to our final appearance in 2010, the seven games since the Lakers won
0: with Cope. You know what I mean? But, right, what has he done since Boston? Boy, he he had a really good Clippers team and then he got a really good Sixers team. I just mm-hmm. think with Harden, too, and a lot of people who don't really understand the game of basketball, it's a lot of isolation. Lately, he's been passing the ball around to MB. And MB's your best player. Like, let's not get that mistake. He obviously should win the MVP. But Jokic had an incredible year as well. That MVP award, we'll talk about it a little later. Um, but when you really think about it, man, that isolation ball is crazy. I know King, he's not a he not too much of a fan of, of James Harden. I think he called him a sellout or a cop out because he, he likes to move teams. But, uh, <laughs> he likes to move teams. I'm not really a big fan of her too. But I just think that isolation basketball man don't really work because the Sixers are a team where you have a guy like Maxie, who is a really good player. Don't get me wrong, he's a really good player, but he's a volume shooter. And volume shooters, what do volume shooters need? They need to have the ball in their hands because they need to take a lot of shots to get into a rhythm. Then you have a guy like um, Danny Green, who doesn't play a lot of minutes. He's also cool, a rhythm shooter. He needs to get the ball. He needs to get touches. So when you have Harden on the floor and he's holding the ball for 23 seconds out the shot clock, and you play a pick and roll, and I've said this, since the trade happened, you playing pick and roll, teams can fit, teams can like, if you're a really good coach like Nick Nurse, and Nick Nurse doesn't get a lot of credit. Nick Nurse was the G League coach for the Toronto Raptors. He won them a title. Back whenever they won the title, I don't remember the year. But he's going to sit there and have his guys ready, especially when you have guys that have length. These guys are 6'8", 6'6", 6'7", 6'9". Like, these are guys that can defend Especially, they could defend Harden, and I mean, M B is going to get Embiid. But think about it. if you take away Harden and the role players, Embiid can score forty. Like, it's not a one on one game. This is not the one on one. They're not a one on one basketball team. They need to be able to move the ball. So Toronto could be a potential upset. I still like Philadelphia to figure it out and get to the second round. But I agree with you guys. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors got eliminated. I mean, if the Raptors eliminated the Sixers in the first round. All
2: right, say
3: let me play this too. Yeah, I want to. I
2: got to hear him say he got to say (laughs) on this one, so let's play this. Me and I was talking about this earlier. Yeah, go play the messages, man. That's all good. Are you gonna play? Yeah, play the messages. That's fine. Oh, wait, hold on. I think I just messed up something. Somebody, oh, okay. Yo, Harden is a sellout, man. I, I really feel for Durant. Look how many years he wasted with um, Harden and Westbrook, man. Those two guys are just high maintenance, non-winning, non-winning players. Just a waste of time. They will never win. And they'll never ever get traded to any team that is truly serious about competing for a championship because those guys are just, they're
0: not going to get it done.
2: I agree. Let's get to the next one.
0: A hey, Mills, you should go grab Anwan or An Antoine, you know what I mean? Let him know that they talking ill about his Spurs, even though we all know that that team's trash.
2: I picked the Spurs will win. Let's let's hear it. Yeah. Um good points,
3: on Um I'm gonna go with the Raptors. Um People can think it's an upset and based on seedings, I I, I guess. I'm not. I don't think it's an upset at all. Um, I really believe in the Raptors. Um, I don't believe in the Sixers. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not sold on them. Um, that hardened trade is, is going to be a problem in, in the next coming in the next coming years for the Sixers. Um, and I think the I think we are going to officially see the cracks of this trade. To we're going to start seeing those cracks appear in these playoffs. Um, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Doc Rivers fan. Uh, I respect him. He's an NBA champion. I won it with the Boston Celtics. You know, he's, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's, he's good. You know, he's a, he's a very, very good coach. You know, he's, um, you know, I mean, just the amount of wins he's had over his career and uh, coaching in the, in the NBA. I'm not going to disrespect him entirely, but I'm just saying I'm just not sold on him recently. Um, Yes, we can blame last season's playoff series to Ben Simmons, of course. Yes, but then again, I, feel, I think Doc Rivers definitely um, deserves a, a part of that blame as well. And and I just don't know if I don't know if he's gonna like be. I just don't know if he can coach Nick Nurse. Um, in my opinion, Nick Nurse is a better coach. I trust him more with uh, the adjustments. Uh, I trust him more in the matchups. I trust him way more in and how he can utilize the entire team. Including their role players, um, the Raptors are a well-coached team, a team that you know that can definitely cause Embiid some trouble. Okay, son, you said that they can, that Embiid can drop forty, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't see this guy dropping forty in the entire series. I could see him dropping maybe twenty-five, but, I, but the Raptors' defense—you got to remember this Raptors' defense is so good that they can shot. Um, a star players down, you know. Even if it doesn't equate to wins all the time, but they could definitely shut down star players. And Embiid and is one of them. And I expect the Raptors to to um to you know to do a really good job of scheming, you know, defensively putting up some you know matchups for for Embiid, giving Embiid different looks. Um, you know, we all know James Harden. Um, we all know that he's not the player that he once was. His numbers has gone. His numbers have gone down. Um you know, immensely. He's not playing anywhere near as good as he was when he was in Houston. Um, so uh, I'm just not sure how much of a factor Harding can be in this series, especially um, considering how great their defence is. Uh, I I always say that playoffs is, is based on matchups, um, And if you're facing against a team that you don't match up well against, um, I just don't trust you. Um, and I just don't trust the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't trust... Doc Rivers and what he can do in terms of coaching-wise. I think he will be outcoached, um, and I think it will be noticeable. Uh, Nick Nurse will definitely, um, you know, uh, <laughs> run around circles uh, with, with the coaching staff there in, in, in Philly, um, including Doc Rivers. I think, the, I think the Raptors' defense will definitely cause Embiid and Harden some trouble. And and let's not forget, guys, uh, Matthias Feibel, um, one of uh, the six best def- uh, defensive players, um he's not going to be playing in toronto uh, he can't play in canada because of the vaccine requirements there so uh, he can't play um in toronto so you know um if the if if the raptors were to steal one game in philly um, you know going back to toronto i mean could be a, could be a costly loss right there uh, for 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 the philly, for the philadelphia Seventy Sixes ers cuz matisse fireball can't play and the, and the Raptors still that one game. That one game could be, you know, could be big for the Raptors. Um, I think if the Raptors get one win, if they win one game in, in Philly, um, I, I think I, I'm more than confident that they'll close the series out. Um, I just trust, I just trust um, the entire unit of the Raptors over the, the Sixers. I don't think, personally, I don't think it's an upset. I know it's understandable because of the seedings. It's understandable because um, Philly has more star players. Um, then the Raptors, the Raptors don't really have that star player. Um, it's just a well-rounded team. But I, again, I'd rather pick a well-rounded team than a team that has two stars but don't have the best chemistry, especially when you've got like, one star who's actually regressing in James Harden and the other star who in, in Bede, who is an MVP candidate who's, who's great, don't get me wrong, but has struggled in these types of matchups, especially against the Raptors. That's just my prediction. I just think the Raptors,
0: um, I personally feel the Raptors are over the uh, Sixers, man, for me. Bray, I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be quick. Precious, Precious and six 6'8". OG and six 6'7". Scotty Barnes, 6'7, Kareem Birch, 6'9, Isaac Bonga, 6'8, Chris Broucher, 6'9. Like, bro, this roster is full of 6'6, 6'7, 6'8, 6'9. The Sixers don't got a chance on this. I'm I'm letting y'all know right now. Raptors in 5. I'm letting y'all know right now. Raptors <laughs> well, in five. Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna, then I'm gonna you pick, pick, pick um, then you pick the Sixers. I change. My mind. I'm thinking the Raptors in five. <laughs> they don't. Oh, you you really you changing it? I'm changing the Raptors in five. Well,
2: wow. I, I'm like I said. I like the Raptors defensively. I like the left. You know what I mean. the real well well coached by Nick Nurse. Um, you know, Tomasu kind of had a down year last year and got, and got back on track this year. Uh, that, that listen much credit to the front office, man. Massaio Jerry, that the Toronto doesn't get enough credit for being one of the most well run organizations in the NBA over the past 10 years. Uh, this is going back to the DeMar DeRose and Kyle Lloyd days when they would they were the number one seed, they just couldn't get past LeBron, and really nobody could in the east, you know what I mean. But to be honest with you, this has been a well ran organization for quite some time period now, so. Um, I agree with Saeed. I don't, again, the national media might look at this as an upset, but I don't, these teams, uh, you know, Philly's the fourth seed for a reason. I think them losing the, this regular season series against Boston, I think it's going to come back to haunt them because they could have had the third seed and played Chicago, who was the sixth seed, who Philly uh, pretty much dominated that regular season series matchup against Chicago. And Boston could have played Toronto. So, it's funny because Toronto matches up well with a lot of teams, but Toronto matches up well more perfectly with Philly than they do Boston. The Boston is really good defensively as well. Um, I think they're bo- I think Philly's going to win game one. I think Toronto's going to win game two. I think Philly is going to steal a game in Toronto because they did this. They remember Philly stole two games in Toronto. No, 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 one game in Toronto. That seven games, says the Kawhi Leonard you know, that, you know, great series, you know, a couple of years ago, Toronto's championship year. But Philly won game two in Toronto. Now, like I said, that's when Toronto had home court. This time, Philly does. I have Philly winning in seven because game seven will be on their home floor. I expect for MB to put on a clinic in this series. I just think that it's, it's he's going to have to take a lot of shot attempts because Toronto is going to make him work for everything. It's just that even with Toronto's length, you're still going to have a hard time defending Embiid. This is a, a better Embiid than we saw a couple of years ago against Toronto in that second-round series. Um, they had Marcus Gasol and they had a blocker. They had a couple of guys that can, in terms of length, Toronto doesn't really have nobody the height of Embiid, but they can throw length at him. They can, you know, throw bodies at him or whatever. But Embiid is going to average 30-plus. He's going to get his... My biggest problem, as we all know, is going to be Harden. I just think Harden is gonna have a hard time in this series. I, I think it's gonna be very, very challenging for him in this series. This is not the Harton with Houston. Uh, this is this is gonna be a difficult matchup for Philly, but I got them winning in seven. I think it'll be a hard fault. I will say this: if Philly loses this series, guy loses this series, guys. If I'm in B, I'm gonna go as far as to say this. Harton, I just don't think it's gonna be a long-term answer in Philly. I really don't. I was watching first take earlier, and I hate to get off subject because. I wish we can kind of like, I know we still got our show coming up, the NFL show coming up also. I wish we can kind of like push that back a little bit, but it is what it is. Um, I I will say this though, like Stephen A, I wonder what what Stephen A said that if it was up to Daryl Morey and Harton, they would rather have D'Antoni as head coach over Doc. And I'm just sitting there listening to it and I'm like, well, what the hell is going on in Philly? Like Daryl Morey just wants to run the whole thing. Like, I don't think D'Antoni would be a better fit than Doc as the head coach. But that's a whole nother talk. <laughs> so that's the whole other- I just want to sit there and say that because I just think it's gonna be a drama off season for Philly. And Dad, Harden. Was the was- what the hell that Tony done?
0: It's, it's the- yeah, and, that's what, and of- that's what you I'm saying.
2: That's what I'm saying. And then on top of that, I, I was told that M B wanted Bill. He didn't Bill was the first choice over Harden. And I felt like that would have been way better fit. Now there's still room for Philly to get but I don't know how they're gonna do it, but we could talk about that another time period, but I got Philly in seven games, winning the seven games. I think Philly going home the next round though. They'll, they'll get they'll lose to Miami in the next round. Cause I got Miami beating whoever's the eighth seed. And then Miami's gonna be in the conference finals. But I, I got Philly going home the next round. I got them winning this series by seven. It's gonna be a hard fought. Toronto's gonna get them all they can handle. Um we got another one. Let's stay in the east. Uh Milwaukee, Chicago. Uh Okay, I'm going to start off with you on this one. Um, I, to me, I, I'm going to just make this quick for me. I'm picking Milwaukee. I think Chicago is just kind of falling off a little bit. I think Milwaukee should be able to handle this easily. But, yeah, uh, Saeed, just, Saeed just sent me a message. We do got to wrap this up a little bit because it's 8.06. The show starts at 8.15. So, uh,
0: yeah, I guess I we could just. With this I, think, I think Chicago is the New York Knicks of last year. Like, <laughs> great story, but I don't, they don't have a chance against Milwaukee. I'm just gonna go 4-1 4-2 maybe nah, I, I just think Chicago is a, a really good feel good story I mean they haven't really been in the postseason since the Derrick Rose era so it's gonna be a great feel good story like how it was with New York and uh, Chicago is probably gonna sell out and all that stuff but
2: mm-hmm.
0: who, who in the hell is stopping, who's stopping Giannis <laughs> like somebody <laughs> on that roster is gonna stop Giannis listen I love Chicago like you said other than New York City, I think Chicago is a great city. I just, I don't know who in the yeah. hell in that roster is going to stop be honest. I, it's four one. I got to yeah. be on four one. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to be very brief
3: on this one, man. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad Brandon picked this series because you know there's not much to talk about. Bulls, Bucks series. It's going to be, it's going to be very one sided. Um, Bucks. I think Bucks will sweep the Bulls. Um, and I know, listen, I know as neutrals, we all want to see a, a competitive series. We don't like sweeps. Um, you know, especially in the first round or even any round, really in the NBA playoffs. I mean, I just, I just can't see when I'm looking at this Bulls roster. I just don't know who's going to stop Giannis. Like Kason said, I agree. And even Drew Holiday, you know, defensively, you know, he's. I mean, no Lonzo Ball. I mean, Drew Holiday's gonna. He's gonna like. Um, he's gonna be light work for him. Chris Middleton as well. Um, I, I just, I just look at this Bucks team. They're way too overpowered. They're just far too superior to the Bulls and I don't think it's close. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get the brooms out guys and we're gonna sweep them floors for the Chicago Bulls. They're going home easy. I think they might be the only team in the entire NBA players that might get swept. Um so, yeah. Well so outside we'll of big... the
2: whoever plays yeah. Phoenix, I think whoever plays Phoenix is gonna get swept too. I think whoever plays Phoenix is gonna get swept and the ones is San Antonio, whoever plays they they're gonna get swept, you know. Uh,
3: Depends. I mean, after the play in the conclusion will know better. Because for example, listen, if the Timberwolves win tomorrow and the Clippers win um beat either the Pelicans or the Spurs, I think the Clippers can they can they can compete. They can take one game off the Suns for sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on, on the Clippers. Otherwise if it's if it's the other way around, Clippers win, Timberwolves lose and the Timberwolves win. I think yeah, the Timberwolves could get swept because they don't have that experience. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll find out once to play and once we find
2: out the order of the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I, I got my walkie winning five. Uh the next two series, guys, we'll get to another time per NFL show by the starting about six more minutes. So we can go ahead and log off this. We're about to be right back going in six more minutes. So uh I guess I yeah, see y'all guys in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. This is a great show, guys. We gotta we gotta finish the rest of this. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because I wanna
2: I definitely want to talk about that with two seconds. We gotta get to the West conference. Yeah, we
0: gotta
2: get to West conference. All right. great show, man. It's always all right, fun right. being with you, man. Love you, man. Definitely, 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 definitely.